Welcome to episode 181 of Respawning Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from Affable Idiots. My name is Holden Depardo, and I'm here with the ever-lovely Eminem and dancing Eminem, yep, baby. Eminem's here tonight. It's spaghetti, mom. Also spaghetti. known by his real name. Vomit on my sweater already. Providence, Rhode Island. Represent Eminem, Marshall <laughs> Mathers. Everyone knows from Rhode Island. What up, everyone? I'm Chad Michael Ennis. <laughs> And we've got the dreamiest fan base of all time joining us from all over the world right now. Every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, put us in your ears with your favorite podcast service or put us in your eyes by searching for Respawn Aim Fire on YouTube. That's right. We've gone into the third dimension with 2D video. And if you want to add the fourth dimension of time, you can do that by watching us record it live on twitch.tv slash affable idiots every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern like we're doing right now. Today's episode is brought to you by Affable Idiots, which we'll tell you about later on in the episode. We've got a lot of pretty big stories to talk about. We have Peter Parker's face and the <laughs> yeah. huge controversy of that. So stupid. Uh, journalists got Xbox Series X, which is actually pretty cool. We got some new PS5 information as well. And the epic Apple lawsuit has continued, and we have some minor updates to discuss, but are still pretty important. Before we get to any of that, and before we get to playtime, Summer Games Betfest is over before before i read it for the last time i want to ask you whether you think there are any people out there who could lick their eyeball i don't think so not even gene simmons could do that i was gonna ask that gene simmons or steven tyler i feel like i feel like i'm close enough that an exceptionally tongued person could probably do it Here's my thinking on it, right? There are people who are like double jointed, right? And they can like go far back with you, their thumb or something that's like that, gross. right? <laughs> oh, with my elbow, yeah. <laughs> so we'll use my elbow as an example. I can bend my elbow really far back. It's kind of like the people who can stick their tongue up to their nose. I can't do it, right. but some people can. Some people just have that gift. But there's no one who can take their elbow, bend it back, and then spin it like a windmill. <laughs> <laughs> like that's too far. And I feel like the eye is the equivalent of spinning your elbow like a windmill. It's too far. <laughs> Very funny, Holden. That was out of nowhere. I did not expect that. <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> How freaked out would you be, though, if you're like, hey, look at this cool thing I can do with my elbow. Like, are you, do you want a little bit of a breeze? <laughs> Anyways, let's do Summer oh, Games Bet Fest. Where the fuck is this note? There it is. It's now time for Summer Games Bet Fest. Bad. Bad. That's right, a Summer Games Bet Fest where we take bets on summer's best game fest. Summer, summer games fest, summer, summer of gaming. The rest are best for bets. Bad. Bet. So, it is over. We've done all the bets for all the weeks that I, I remembered know, to yeah. include a bet. <laughs> and we're going to go through all the bets that we made, who won each one, where it landed. At the end, we're going to announce the winner. Just so we, go, we know who the winner is already, and you don't yet, so you need to listen uh... to find out. But if you've been listening to our podcast, you know who exactly who won this. <laughs> <laughs> so the first bet we made was around the PS5 event back in June. Yeah, June. And we had two bets for that week to start it off. The first was if PS5 was going to have the V-shape, and then what games were going to be announced at the event. Chad said, no V-shape. Hell it's not no gonna happen. V-shape. I have a bone to pick with everybody in the world right now. (laughs) 
we all looked at that V-shape, and people were like, nah, I think that there might be on it. Uh, it kind of looks kind of cool. And then they revealed the PS5, and everyone was like, whoa, that is a bold choice. I fucking love it. Oh, that's gorgeous. Oh, I love it. And then I learned like a week and a half ago that suddenly everyone hates the design of the PS5 now and thinks it's the ugliest thing on the planet. What the fuck, all of you fake fans? Everyone out there <laughs> pulling a Wind Waker on the PS5 design? You all hated Wind Waker. That's it. That That's was all a I good comparison. That's a very good comparison. Right, and now so, suddenly, 15 years later, everyone's like, oh no, I loved it the whole time. I loved the Toonami look. I loved it. I'm like, fuck you. You wanted a realistic-looking <laughs> Zelda on a next-gen console, and you got cartoons, and you were pissed, and you hated that game, and you scored it poorly. <laughs> and nowadays, you're saying, oh, I love it. It's the best win It's the best Zelda ever. And you did the same it's thing the with the PS5. the best Wind ever. <laughs> you did the same with the PS5. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I would have wanted something closer to the dev kit design than what we got. Not the dev kit design, because obviously it was chunky and too big. And did you just spill water in your I lap? It was cold water all <laughs> over my huevos. <laughs> I don't like the PS5 design. And like the Series X design is cool, but it's not special. It's just a tall box. It's, it's really a all big, the tall Series box. X is just a tall box. But the PS5, the best meme I've seen of it is when you tip it to the side and you paint it purple and give it a tongue, it looks like Shelter. Shelter? Is that the name of the Pokemon? Yeah, look at you. You remembered this time. I, I remembered it this time. That doesn't matter because I did think it was going to have the V-shaped design and it didn't. Good. So I didn't get a point for that one. The community also said no V-shape. So Chad got the point for that one. I did not get the point for that one. But for the games... Chad said we're going to see Gran Turismo 7 at the PS5 event and Horizon 2. Both turned out to be very good calls. I said we're going to get Ratchet and Clank, which was a good call. And then I also said we're going to get God of War, which was just <laughs> You stupid not a bitch. It was way too soon I'm for that. I'm a stupid bitch. Exactly. The community, however, they nailed it. They said Horizon 2 and Ratchet and Clank 2. So boom. Ratchet and Clank 2. Ratchet is, and Clank yeah, 7. It, I mean, it's like seven, but like it's kind of like the re. Anyway, um, so yeah, so in, in all of that, Chad got a total of three points. I got one point, and the community got three points as well. Moving on, the next one was the Lockhart announcement. Chad said it's going to be announced, but coming next year. So we got out of the two points you could have gotten there because there's Lockhart being announced and then the date in which it's coming out. So out of the two points, you got the one. But the community and myself, we just said it's not going to be announced this year. So we didn't get any points. So Chad's still in the lead. For you listeners at home, <laughs> I the... mouthed fuck earlier, but you couldn't hear it. For you viewers right now, like Dallas in the chat on twitch.tv slash idiots, I mouthed fuck <laughs> in case you're watching it <laughs> and you are also blind. <laughs> the next bet we made was a complete miss. And this is entirely my fault because I went into this bet assuming that they were going to announce a new Pokemon game after their first kind of event, and that Pokemon game was going to be a Let's Go sequel for Gold and Silver in the Johto region. It just didn't even happen. That's you see that those was. rumors are popping back up again? Oh, I'm sure it's going to happen at some point, but it didn't happen that week, yeah. so it turned to be a different fact, game. So it, it was, was total Pokemon bust. MOBA. That's right. That's what it was. Yep. That uh, I'm, you know, Steve Deusman made some really good points as to why that is a big deal. But I think for both of us, we we don't really care. It was kind of a odd announcement for us. The next one was we made a bet on the Avengers Metacritic score, which was finalized as of September 30th. So we have that now. Chad, you said it was going to be between a 70 and an 80. 
I said it's going to be between 60 and 70, and the community said between 70 and 80. And using the PS4 number on Metacritic, it was a 67. Oh, suck my left ball. So I got the point for that one. And that was as of I'm September the 30th. now. <laughs> as of September 30th, yes. The next one we did was also two-parter. It was the next-gen console price for Series X and PS5. So not including the Series S, right. um, but PS5, because the digital console. and the physical, yeah, the flagship console, because digital and P- physical PS5 are effectively the same exact console, just one has a disk drive, one doesn't. The digital was the starting price one for that one. So, Chad, you said Xbox, $400. I said $400 for Xbox. The community said $500. And the community was 100% correct. Fuck you, community. Xbox was $500. <laughs> Fuck all our Xbox friends. <laughs> but, Chad, you swung back. Because you said PlayStation, nah, $400. And then I said, nah, $500. And then the world back to me said, nah, not $500. It was actually $400. And they said the same thing to the community. Because the community, they also just got $500. Oh or they also predicted $500. The community got $500. Just that week, they just, <laughs> everyone, everyone listening right now, check your bank account <laughs> and then send us the number. Um, after that, we were doing a prediction on the Xbox Game Showcase and kind of what we thought the result was going to be on that. And to measure the result, we were going to use Jeff Keighley's poll because he always puts a poll out for every event. Since right, he's right. not, I mean, I guess you could argue he leans more towards PlayStation, but his audience is generally kind of across the spectrum, just video game fans. So I it think he just leans to do it more way. towards Kojima. <laughs> yeah, wherever <laughs> Kojima is, yeah. If Kojima was on Ouya, he'd be a huge Ouya supporter. Yep. Jedi thought that that was going to get a D. I thought it was going to get a B. And the community said an A. And it turned out it got a B. Pick a Just side, a few... internet. Either love it or hate it. <laughs> Just uh, four more left here. We then had a prediction for the grounded Metacritic. And I feel like there was confusion on this one, on my part as well, where I didn't think it was going to be as narrow an experience as it was. I didn't take I didn't take the preview to mean 15 minutes of gameplay and that's basically it and we'll basically add the game over time. So there weren't any reviews for that really. So there's no meaningful metacritic score. So I'll go ahead and say what we would have predicted, but like it, it, none of it came to fruition. Chad, you said 70 to 80. I said 71 to 81 because I wanted to be one higher than you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the communities also said 70 to 80. There was nothing. There is no score for it. <laughs> and then this is another one where technically there was no official announcement on it, but I think the answer is pretty obvious because there was no word on this. Yeah. Microsoft discontinues Xbox Live Gold. There's no official announcement on it, but obviously that didn't happen. Obvi. I'm the best. So, Chad, you said it's not going to happen. They're not going to cancel it. You were right. The community and myself both said, yes, Xbox uh, Live with Gold was going to be discontinued. The next one, PS5 release date. Chad, we both predicted November 13th. Now We were fucking we- one day off. Here's the thing, though, and this is what I decided with. It didn't really make a huge difference, but because for the community, we made them vote for week of, mm-hmm. and we were within the week, I went ahead and gave us the point for that okay. one. Okay, good. As long as we both The community point. predicted the week before, so they didn't get a the point for that one. The bunch of idiots. The bunch of... But they're going to make up for the next one. The next one is the final one, which is... 
whether or not we'd see the PS5 UI. And we, what I meant by that was official capacity, because obviously there was a leak, but I don't think that really counts. No, that doesn't. It didn't happen. It wasn't. That also wasn't the UI. That was just like the startup. Yeah, it was a chooser user. But yeah. how? Sorry, read read the results. Um, we both said yes. We're going to see the UI. You, I, you you made some. You made a good point last week. I can't remember what the point was now. But there was some it sort was of event exactly like what that. happened the last two days. It was that people streamers in Japan got their hands on the console and were able right. to. Yeah. How in the fucking world do people get to play multiple games on the thing and show them off, and no one gets to show the UI? Like, how does it happen? <laughs> uh. <laughs> So it didn't happen. What also didn't happen is I didn't post a poll for the community <laughs> to, to vote on it. So because of that, they obviously predicted it wasn't going to happen. They were so smart and figured it out, so I gave them a point for it. Very good. Chad, where does that leave us with points? It means that in third place the community is me, actually. Whoa. Not only did with, you lose, you lost. I lost with four points. The community got five points. And then Chad, drum roll for yourself. Oh my! You got eight points. Too. Eight mile Eminem. Really well. What up? <laughs> Vomit on my sweater already. Get on my belly. So right, kudos to Chad. I just want to thank Jesus Christ. That is me clapping, not fapping. If anyone's listening, <laughs> Chad has eight points. <laughs> So congrats to Chad. Uh, in the next week, we're going to come back and share what the uh, what the punishment is going to be for not being able to predict the future, as Chad put it in our chat before. Holden's going to pay, beforehand. and it's going to be he. We're going to have we're going to stream a sing along version of Frozen Two, and you're going to have to <laughs> sing all the words on the screen. <laughs> I would leave the country. <laughs> I would just leave the country. Well, then you would just so have to do it in another language. <laughs> we brainstormed uh, some cool ideas. We'll share them next week. It's going to be fun. So, boom. We'll boom. also share with you next week, too, some ideas we're going to have for how we're going to handle the next-gen launch and what that's going to look like. So, look forward to all of that. Look forward to episode 182. For the rest of 181, fuck us. <laughs> but... Yeah, fuck it. The rest of the episode's going to suck. Good shit coming next week, though. <laughs> Chad, that ends Summer Games Bet Fest. Our bet. first kind of Bet Fest thing. Maybe we'll do it again. It was fun. I hope not. I mean, I hope, hope, I hope we don't have... Here's... I hope we don't have Summer of Gaming and Summer Games Fest. Oh, that's a whole... Yeah, I hope whole we don't thing. have three yeah. months worth of fuck to bet on <laughs> well here's the thing and i think this is kind of what happened is i had assumed oh all the things of e3 are going to be spread across the entire summer so we'll have things that we can predict and bet on every week definitely did not play out that nope. way there are some weeks where i felt like i was stretching basically anytime there was a metacritic like grounded metacritic <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> was like oh shit nothing's gonna happen this week either so we better come up with something um so yeah but chad that's all in the past now because it's fall now it's not even not even summer anymore. That's right. But mm. what it is time for mm. is playtime. Mm. What did you play this week, Chad? Hold on, I got three little stories to tell you. Let's start with Goldilocks. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, I played no, Call of Duty Warzone. No, it is season <laughs> six of Warzone. That was me emphasizing my points with claps, not fapping. 
Um, <laughs> Call of Duty Warzone Season 6 is out. They added uh, mass transit systems. So you can take the subway from one side of the map to the next. They added this new mode where it's all about your truck. And you like a like a country singer that was or a, fun or a person in the South. Your whole life revolves around your truck, except for <laughs> instead of an, a Ford F one fifty, it is this armored truck with a. Well, you know, what? if you're in the South, you might have an armored truck with a machine gun on top of it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's machine what it is. gun on one side and Trump Pence twenty twenty flag on the other side. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, no, that was it. Was a ton of fun. It completely changes the way you play Warzone. Everything is based around like your truck is your spawn point. As long as it lives, you live. And as long as your truck gets blown up, then you have to go buy it back. And all it's it's super fun. It's a lot more fast paced. It's a lot more fun and silly. Uh, and then of course the smoke is still closing in, and the circle moves across the map. It's fun. It's a good time. We played that for game night this week. That was super fun too. Everyone go to patreon.com slash fire. Give us a buck. Play with us on game night. We'll see you down to Mexico. Um, also, Alter Balto, Alter, Age of Alter, and Oliver Twist. I played Avengers. Holden. Rut row. The, the game is sunsetting in my library for now. The sun's getting real low, big guy. Um, I had my fun with it. I am starting to see the repetition. And the frustration grows out of just uh, a ton of glitches. Like, the game has been bugged since day one, but they've been releasing patches and they're fixing so many things. Like, bugs getting patched left and right. But it's just to the point where this past week we were playing and uh, there was a night where we, we attempted to run a mission four or five times. And... Like, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes into the mission, one of us would freeze. And when oh. one person freezes, then they have to restart the application. You can't just drop into a mission in the middle of it. You have to wait till they finish it, and then you group up, and then you go on another one. So that means that they either had to quit the mission, wait for me to restart, join them, or we had to quit, wait for Dallas to restart, whatever it was. Or they tried to go on and then it turns out if you try to go on without that person that the rest of the mission was glitched anyway. So there was there were things like that. Um, in the end game, <laughs> no pun intended, in the end game, <laughs> you are farming a certain material called upgrade modules to get you from 140 to the maximum power level of 150. And the way to farm that material is to go fight villains. You fight villains... You do this whole mission, it's like 15, 20 minutes long. At the end of the mission, you kill the villain. They get you a key that opens up special chests in these other types of missions. Um, that seems tedious. I mean, it, it encourages you to play a bunch of different types of missions, and I get it. And you get enough of that reason. Like, that one key will get you, like, 15 of these things out of a chest. Oh, um, okay. And it's fine, except... I did literally about 10 of them over about three days and didn't get a single fucking key. And I was like, am I just doing the wrong thing? And then you go to the resource, like there's the resource in your, your menu and you hover over it and it says, this is a resource collected by defeating humanoid villain enemies in villain sectors. And I was like, cool, checked that box, did that a lot of times, didn't get any of them. So I was already fucking frustrated but Matt and Dallas had some some DNA keys. They're called DNA keys. They already had some of those, so I was like, fine, we can just run some some hives or some vaults. We'll get them their their upgrade modules. But then I was like, all right, what else can I do to progress? Well, I gotta do five hives for this trophy. 
I'm like, well, I swear to God, I've done it four or five by now. So I was like, okay, I'll do like two or three, and I will definitely get the trophy. I ended up doing four more hives. Trophies fucking glitched. Never popped. I'm like, okay. Okay. And then I had another trophy that had to do with villain sectors as well. It's glitched too. And I, I'm, I'm fucking done. I'm just done until they patch a lot of shit out of it. And then I'm also like to the point where, okay, I'm done fighting the same two villains. I found out though, story-wise, Taskmaster, you don't fight Taskmaster a trillion times. You fight one Taskmaster in the campaign and then the rest of them are all clones. Oh. Oh. Doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, yeah, I had my fun with it. I played, <laughs> honestly, like 35, 40 hours of it. I will 100% return to it when there are new characters and new content. Please, dear God, I'm tired of running the same thing in the Pacific Northwest with the fiery forest. And so um, I'm, I'm definitely coming that back to it, but it needs always some bug on fire. It is. You get fire it 100% over is. There. They're like, you know what? Do a villain sector in the Pacific Northwest. Great. Cool. Pop in. Force is on fire. This looks familiar. Then we do a vault. Force is on fire. Then we do something else. Force is on fire. Go rescue these people. Force is on fire. And it's like, the, I'm literally running through the same rooms and the same forest <laughs> over and over. And like the very last thing is what's different about all of these things. So I'm, I'm ready for some variety. So question here. How does that differ from Destiny? Because I know Destiny kind of uses some of the same locations mm. a lot. How does that differ for Destiny? Or well, does it not? Destiny, for one, has... Avengers has literally, like, four or five different environments. It has, like, outside in the forest. It has, like, this Utah location. It has inside of a lab. Um, It has the city at night. So it has, like, a few locations that you just do the same thing in all the time. Destiny has, like... 50 or 60 locations and all of them are so unique and different and they all have these sprawling different paths throughout them so while you might be doing uh, a strike in one and then you end up doing another uh, like a story mission in that same location you're going two different directions encountering different types of things the enemy variety is different depending on what you're doing in there and it's while yes in destiny you're doing similar things you're picking up orbs and throwing them in holes uh it's just so varied and the gameplay is good as fuck. Like Avengers gameplay is yeah. fun, and it's especially when you're playing with people, and it's just so it just makes us giggle every time that like I can't believe I'm fucking doing this with Black Widow. Why Hulk is right beside me smashing this guy? But the Destiny gameplay and the loop and the it's just it's so much more polished, and they've had obviously five or six, seven years to polish it. Let me let me qualify the question a little bit more as well because I think that's a, yeah you're right Destiny has way more locations and they're also just really good locations they're very cool yeah. very epic um, Destiny at launch like because you played it at launch as well didn't you yeah I'm not but, talking about Destiny two like Destiny but both both Destinies I did the same thing mm-hmm. at launch where I played through the campaign which obviously has varied locations and then yeah. I got all the way through that. I did strike, 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 strikes, or whatever you end up doing in the end game there. And then I, uh, I did. I got burnt out. I was like, cool, this is more of the same. I'm done. Okay. And then they, over years, added tons of content. And then I came back mm-hmm. to it. And I was like, whoa, there's so much here now. And it's so much better. So that's, that's what got me hooked. But both Destiny games, one and two, was exactly that same experience at the beginning. Okay. So Avengers has hope. It's oh, not definitely. like this is. I am, yeah. I am done with Avengers right now. But I 100% am coming back, and I and I know it's going to get better, and they're going to fix the bugs, and they're going to upgrade systems, and things are going to get yeah, much yeah. better. And it's been financially successful, so yeah. they got the moolah to do that. Yep. 
And then I played Horizon cool. Zero Dawn. Jump right back into that. Um, play it for the barf game this month. That's backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. You have until the end of October to play through that game. You do not have to play the Frozen Wilds, but you can if you like. Uh, so yeah, I jumped back into that for the, today. I decided since I've already played the game, beat the game, platinumed the game, I'm doing New Game Plus, and I'm doing it on easy, and I have my super armor, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just so running just through the crushing, game with all the weapons on the game. Yeah, what took me, what I assume, I think it was like eight to ten hours the first playthrough, it took me about two hours to do today. So, but I'm just, ah, <laughs> oh, I fell immediately back in love with it. But we'll talk more about that at the end of the month. And I would love to hear more from the community too. The last couple months, I feel like we had Dusty on the show, we had Trevor on the show before that, I think. But I would love to hear like more people writing in with their experience with the games. Holden, definitely. Tell me about your new Teve Teve. Yeah, so we've been doing some crazy renovations in the house, and part of that is we got a new TV. I built an entertainment center. Cable managed the fuck out of it. Ugh. It is perfect. So so satisfying to have really good cable managing. Yeah. Very, very nice. So I did all that, and I am just wanted to see what certain games looked like on the television. Because I usually play... I have a 4K monitor but that I, that I do all my work on. But it's... I just kind of got an inexpensive 4K monitor. I just really kind of cared more about the resolution for it. It doesn't support HDR. It's like there's things that are kind of missing on it. Yeah. But this TV, 120 uh, hertz refresh rate. So I'm like... 4k so i'm like i feel very set up for next gen for that has hdr and let me tell you it looks real good and it was so great seeing it pop up on the tv on my playstation saying hey your tv supports hdr did you want to enable that for Sekiro?" i'm like yes i would yes. love to enable hdr for Sekiro. and my god is it beautiful it's so fucking beautiful it looks really nice so i just like here are the games i tested on this on this display all of which looks really fucking gorgeous i played animal crossing <laughs> really fucking gorgeous <laughs> i played breath of the wild i got so absorbed in breath of the wild because of this tv i was playing it and then literally it was four o'clock in the morning and i'm like oh fuck i gotta go to bed like i've been sitting here for hours and i'm not really in a position right now where i have a lot of time to play video games so it was like a huge fuck up <laughs> like was, should not have done that was that the day when you texted me and you're like hey sorry uh, uh oh when i called you out i was like wait a minute it's 3 p.m and you just hit your 12 hour stand goal for the day does that mean you only slept like three hours? <laughs> and you're like, yeah. no, that was the day that I was up doing homework that late at night. Oh, okay. Which is what I should have been doing that night. Instead, I'm just like, let me just see what Breath of the Wild looks like really quickly. What's in that mountain over there? Oh, yeah, that's really cool. All right, let me get the shrine and then, and then okay, well, I got that one shrine, but I'm actually one spirit orb away from getting a heart container. I'm not going to stop playing until I get a heart <laughs> container. And I just like kept like going. Um, that, God, that game is so fucking good. Link's Awakening, I played some more of that just to see, very briefly, just to kind of see how it looked. That game's really fucking good looking on uh, a TV with, like, really solid color reproduction. Everything just pops. Same, oh, by the way, Breath of the Wild, the grass looks insanely good when it's really bright greens from the TV. Looked incredible. Then I played Mario Galaxy, Mario Odyssey, and then Hollow Knight, all of which, of course, looked fantastic. And then on the PS4, I played Sekiro, Ghost of Tsushima, and Horizon. And I didn't play, like, a lot of these games in super depth this week. I just wanted to kind of just see what it looked like and gotta say... Very good looking. I love now, that you're now, like... Kind of wondering now... Go ahead. I love that you're like, I got this brand new TV, 4K, HDR, 120 hertz refresh rate, and then you spend most of the time talking about, these are all the 1080p non-HDR games that I played on it. 
Oh yeah, and then I also played like Horizon and Sekiro and Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna be really exciting when I get a. P- well, I don't have any 4K games to really play because I have a PS4 OG and an Xbox One S. So but I'm it has very HDR excited to get. It. it has HDR. Yeah. yeah. Um, but really excited to finally get with the PS5 and load up and replay. A, like, I'm gonna replay Last of Us Part Two, I think, in 4K because I really want to see what that looks like in 4K. Um, but also. This is just kind of speculation, but in a little uh, foreshadowing for a future topic we talk about, how much better are PS5 games going to, or how much better is PS5 going to run PS4 games? If there's going to be higher resolutions, potentially higher frame rates, that kind of stuff. Like, I'm really excited to play Sekiro on a higher frame rate, potentially, which doesn't seem out of the question considering a future story we're going to talk about in this episode. So, yeah, really excited. Um, And I. I, to kind of go to your point of like all the games being 1080p, I was really surprised at how good the Nintendo games still looked on a 4K screen. They, at no point was I off put by it being in 1080p in terms of the graphical, you know, sure. fidelity. Yeah. It still looked incredible. All the heart containers all still looked pixel perfect as if they were 4K. So all that stuff looked great still. So all, all good. At this point, I'm kind of like, if there's a 4K Switch coming out next year, unless I'm really blown away by how better 4K looks on a PS5 versus the PS4, I don't know. Like, it looked really fucking good already. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Very nice. It's very nice. Oh, speaking of very nice, Borat sequel? <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Right? Oh, man. It's on Amazon, so I'm going to watch it because yeah. I love Borat. It's probably one of the best comedies of my lifetime. It's so fucking good. It's hilarious. I don't know. A sequel sounds like a bad idea in a lot of ways. <laughs> like, who doesn't know Borat at this point? Yeah. <laughs> like, and how did he get away probably with that? Like in, like, that's, I'm curious to see how well that movie does in this political climate. Yeah. I really want... Did you see Who is America? No. Uh, it was a Showtime show that Sasha Baron Cohen did where he had totally new characters that he went out with. And that show was really, really good. But in it, it came out. Um, when did Who is America come out? I want to say it was after Trump was elected. Um, but that was really good. And I really want him to do a second season of that because I feel like because of the political climate, it will. It, it's just going to piss everyone off, and I really want to see that because <laughs> that's I think what what was so good about Who Is America is that he just gave the finger to everybody, and it was fucking amazing. Um, sorry, I, I gotta look. I gotta find out. I gotta find this out. When did that show come out? When did the show Who Is America come out? Twenty eighteen. Was twenty eighteen. You Siri. Oh. Yeah, but like I don't want to talk to Siri while talking to you. It's like rude, you know? Like I'm already talking to you. Instead you just babble nonsense in your (laughs) microphone while you look at your phone for ten minutes. Those were important (laughs) important things that I had to say. Just like our important fetch quests we're gonna be moving into right now. First one here, and I actually have a question for you about this one. Okay. Godfall is not a service game. Or game of service, uh-huh. but it will require an internet connection to play. Says Vicky Blake at Eurogamer. That the not game of service. That's a quote from, um, from uh, who was it? Was it Gearbox or Counterplay Games? Who's developing it? Either Gearbox. way, it was said. 
It was just from that Godfall Twitter account. So at first I was like, no, but it really does look like a game of service. I thought that's kind of what this game was. But then I thought, is Borderlands 3 is game of service? It's not. It's just a big game. Um, but you would know better Borderlands than Borderlands 3 does have some like game of service elements to it. Like it has like events and it has uh it's it's not really like a shared world kind of thing like Destiny is, but mm-hmm. um Godfall from what I'm from what I'm getting from Godfall is that it, no, it is nowhere near a game of service. It is instead like a uh I'm I'm seeing it almost like a Dark Souls type thing. Mm-hmm. Like a Dark Souls with loot. That's what I'm kind of seeing it as. Especially with this new um, intro video that just got shown off this week, like the basically the intro of the game, the, the story setup for yeah. it. Like I watched that and was like, "Ooh, yes, yeah, so this is all about just basically climbing back up this tower, finding the, this guy that beat you down earlier, thinks you're dead." So yeah, that's what it seems like to me. It's just like onslaught of, of levels of a tower getting difficult and more difficult. That game looks good. The more I see that game, the more I'm excited to play it. I'm so excited. Too bad to it, it comes out the same day as. Demon Souls. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm going to play the fuck out of it. Can I tell Super you... S- no, we'll talk about this yeah. in the Sony Quest log. Okay. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate adds Minecraft Steve to roster, says Liana Rupert at Game Informer. Excuse me, I'm getting to burps. I feel like this is somehow the most... The the biggest announcement, and also like the announcement that came out with the biggest whimper this past week. Yeah, like, it happened at like seven a.m. on a in the middle of the week, but also Twitter went down immediately after the announcement as well, and people are like speculating, "Oh my god, it broke Twitter." Um, but also, I just didn't see people talking about it, and even like afterwards, I was like, "Oh, there was an announcement today for Smash Bros. I wonder who the character was. And I went to IGN.com, and it wasn't in the top banner. I just scrolled down like two pages to find the story that it was Steve. I was like, oh, why are really? Very interesting. Um, I saw a lot of people complaining about it, it being Steve. Who gives a shit about Steve for Minecraft? And I saw nothing. It, Minecraft is a huge game. It's a massive game. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. What are you enormous. talking about? I saw literally almost nothing in my in my timeline about it. Uh, but it is huge. I mean, not only huge because it's Microsoft, another Microsoft property in Smash mm-hmm. Bros. now. Um, but everyone fucking plays Minecraft. All the kids. All the little kitties. All the children. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> but it's Minecraft. <laughs> it's Steve. It's uh, Zombie. It's whatever the fuck. The two other skins on the character. I do find that like there are some interesting things that they're doing with it. Did you watch the reveal trailer? Nope. I just don't care about Smash Bros. Yeah. Well, it's... um. This character can build on the screen as well. So, like, you can really mm-hmm. quickly build a thing around a character and box them in so that they can't move. Um, oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah, like, there's there's some really clever things that they're doing with this that they're introducing into the game that will shake it up a little bit. I will not. I, I, I don't know whether I bought it or not. <laughs> I bought a bunch <laughs> of Smash Bros. stuff, and I play it far less than the money that I paid for it. But, um, cool. Cool. Fall Guys Season 2 drops next week, says Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. Season 2 will have a medieval theme featuring drawbridges, giant shining axes, and siege ramps. There will also be a new knight, viking, dragon, witch, and wizard costume since coming out October 8th, which is coincidentally the same night that we do game night. So I feel like we should play this. Is it? October 8th is Thursday, I'm pretty sure. Oh, fuck. I thought that was Tuesday. J.K. Rowling hates trans people. Um... (laughs) 
Cool. Um, I'm okay pretty with that. sure it is. Um, mm, yeah, Thursday the 8th. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So I feel like there are two like things that might game. keep me from playing this. One, obviously, everyone's going to be playing Fall Guys. We're going to have all the server issues again. Two, Festival of the Lost drops in Destiny this week. So, like, I might just be doing some Destiny shit. But no, JK, JK. <laughs> if we end up playing this for game night, I'll play it. And the, finally, our last, last, last fetch blah, cannot speak. Fucking say it, Holden. Our last, our last fetch quest item is the Pathless from the Abzu team. Also, the Journey team. Say the Journey team, not the Abzu team. Well, it's not. I mean, Giant Squid is made up of people who made Journey, but they are not the same developer. But same team of people. Yeah, but you can't same say team of people. you can't say path, the Pathless from the Journey team. And I was like, oh, cool. That's the people who made Journey and Sky and Flower. Got it. It's that studio. No, it's not that studio. It's a different studio. Mm. They made a different game. I'm just saying. Who cares about Abzu? That's, I guess that's the point I'm making. Who cares about Abzu? Abzu is pretty good. Shut up. Anyway, the path. Yeah, you never even fucking Abzu's played it. Fuck you. <laughs> yes, I did. I did actually play. Oh, yeah. I just didn't finish it because it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. No Man's Sky. I'm going to go around space and scan a rock so that I can make more rocks. <laughs> that game is awesome. Shut up. <laughs> the Pathless will be a PS5 launch title. So if you're looking forward to it, it'll be on PS5. If you were a terrible person and liked Abzu, you should be very excited Fuck about the you Pathless. you and the horse that you also fucked. <laughs> All right, let's get to the meaty good stories this week. We got some pretty big next-gen stuff to discuss yeah, here. Yeah, we do. Pretty Xbox big. Series X previews report shorter load times, 802 gigabytes of usable storage. This is according to Rebecca Valentine of GamesIndustry.biz. So the load, um, these load times are without Series X optimizations. That's, I think, a really important thing to say here. There's no optimization on the developer part. This is just improved and better without doing anything. Destiny 2, with notoriously long load times of 1 minute and 52 seconds on current-gen consoles, have brought it down to 43 seconds. Oh, my God. That's pretty I good. am so freaking excited. That's all. You can stop there. That's all I need. <laughs> Jed will also be really excited about Red Ted 2's 1 minute and 35 second load time is being brought down to 52 seconds. Nah. And Chad's favorite game of all time, Sea of Thieves, brought from 1 minute 21 seconds down to 20 seconds. You know what? I am kind of excited about that because if that means that Red Dead 2 loads faster, that means Dallas can kill his fucking moose faster, which means he's <laughs> available to play better games with us faster. So I'm okay with Red Dead 2 loading faster. <laughs> These are great numbers, and I'm very curious to see two things. One, not so much to see a thieves because it's not an Xbox, not on PlayStation. But how do those load times compare to what we'll see on PS5 with and without optimizations? And what will these load times look like with optimizations? Because I'm sure Destiny Two is going to get optimized. They've already yeah, they've already optimized. Will be optimized for Xbox yeah. Series X. So what's that going to look like? That's going to be some cool stuff to see. Very excited about that. Yeah. The other one is that the one terabyte of storage that you get on your Series X. 802 gigabytes of that will be usable. Also, the expansion cards, which are also one terabyte in size, will have 902 gigabytes of usable space. Okay. I get... First of all, that's that's a fifth of that storage being taken up by the OS, which I, I get it. What I don't get is why it needs 100 gigabytes on the external for whatever it's... It, like, why, why don't I have the full terabyte on that external drive? What does it need from that? 
there's I, I don't have the full answer here, but there's something where because computers don't read information in bytes, they read information in bits, there's a loss in the conversion that's a factor. But that seems like I can't imagine it would be a hundred gigabytes of lost space. Like I don't know, it seems strange to me. Um, and don't quote me like I don't know. I'm I'm just that's off the top of my head. I don't actually know the computer science of that like super super well. Yeah. But um, yeah, that makes me I, very I glad that I got the terabyte Series X pre-ordered instead of the Series S. Because yes. I know we I know don't... that the 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 OS won't be as big on the S, but it will still be sizable. But like if you take mm-hmm. five twelve and reduce that by even a hundred gigabytes, which it's going to be more than that, I'm sure, rather than the full two hundred, like. <sighs> That is Destiny, and that is the only game you have on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like... So first of all, my, on my PS4, which is... Um, it's not a launch one, but it's, an, it's not a slim. It, it was before the slim when the PS4 came out. So it's like one of the original designs, but not a launch one. That had 500, 500 gigabytes of space on it, and 400 of that is usable. So I feel like this is pretty standard fare, is having about a fifth of your storage taken up. Um, every In every device that anyone has ever owned always has... Yeah. Less storage because they advertise not the usable space. They advertise the hard drive that they have put in there, which I kind of feel like they shouldn't do. Well, they, I feel ha- like they, they have advertise to. their usable space. Well, no, but I mean, OSs evolve over time, whereas the disc itself does. True. If they, if they advertise, you can have, you have eight hundred gigabytes yeah. of usable space, and then two years later, someone buys that box, and the OS is now bigger because of more features, and they're like, "Well, I'm going to sue yeah. you." <laughs> so apparently. The PS5 has 600 gigabytes of usable space. That's what people are using some math to kind of assume. Um, yeah. Again, that's that's a, a big chunk of my 825 ter- or gigabyte hard drive. But I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's 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 the it's a, it's a matter of physics. Yeah. It's the way it is. And psychics. Um, it's a matter of psychics. In the case of the PS5, I'm still fine with that because it's still 200 gigabytes more than I have right now, and that storage is going to be flipping fast. Yeah, so, blazing. Excited for fast. that. Speaking of fast, Xbox Series X um, back compat tested up to double the performance in the most demanding games, says Richard Ledbetter of Eurogamer slash Digital Foundry. If you've seen Digital Foundry videos before. It's that dude. He just has. They have a partnership with Eurogamer. Gotcha. So it's, this is really just a Digital Foundry story, just written out as opposed to being video. Um, the overall, and with a few exceptions, backwards compatible games run significantly better on Xbox One X. And a few exceptions, there's no game that runs worse. <laughs> it's just that <laughs> some run way better than others. That's all. Most games were achieving frame rates locked at 60 frames per second, even if the game wasn't written to be locked at 60 frames per second. Like it just ran so well, it was always at 60 frames per second. For those that didn't, they tended to come in like just under 60 so like Sekiro for example was 50 to 60 uh, frames per second which if anyone's going to complain about 50 frames per second compared to what you had on previous gen consoles um, there are more important things like Peter Parker's face to be mad about which we'll talk about <laughs> later on um, and then there's also auto HDR which they Microsoft has already talked about and that is something that basically takes a standard um, dynamic range um, game and then enhances it to uh, make it have HDR. Sometimes 
it doesn't work out super well. Like GTA Four, um, they said that like if you have a white T-shirt, it's like overblown white, or if you know there's the um, the white lines on the street, that sometimes those will look like almost neonish. Doesn't work quite well. But they said for the most part, it's a fantastic feature that works really really well. So it's really cool to see that. It's not just that Series X plays these games. It's that it plays them significantly better as well. That's cool. <laughs> Without says, any work. Can you talk about anything else besides fucking Sekiro? Sheesh. I didn't talk about it. <laughs> Richard Ledbetter talked about it. And then I use that as an opportunity to talk about Sekiro again. And don't worry. October 30th, when the uh, boss rush mode comes out in Sekiro, I'll talk way more about it. Don't worry, Dallas. Oh, my God. Don't worry. <laughs> Are you playing that Chat, on the Halloween stream? <laughs> Sekiro? Yeah, I'll play that on the Halloween stream. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Bloodborne actually might not be a bad one to play on the Halloween Ooh, stream. Blood. Yeah. Blood. Welcome to Yarnum, y'all. What do you think about these back and pat games? And I think they, it's they run awesome. so much fancier and better. I think it's awesome. I think it's great that we're seeing like we're getting to a point where um just with better hardware, without like we can make better games. Like literally without having to code a single thing, all of these games just get better. And hopefully mm-hmm. With fast enough storage and good enough visuals, it will, I don't know, automatically add trophies to past games and, like, I don't know, make <laughs> PS3 games backwards compatible automatically and, like, I don't know, like, all that. No, I'm, I'm excited. Xbox has obviously got backwards compat. Like, that's that's their domain. They're ruling that, and it's really exciting. I hope this is coming to, like, these types of changes are coming to PlayStation as well, I hope. Yeah. Sony had talked about a boosted mode. They haven't really gone into detail as to what that means. Right. But I'm assuming that it's going to be similar to what we're seeing with the Series X here, which is exciting because I just need to talk about Sekiro more for Dallas because Dallas needs to hear me talk about Sekiro more. So that that's that's the main reason why it needs to get better. But these cons are supposed to be really big. Randy Pitchford of Gearbox, matter of fact, moving on to the Sony Quest log now, he says that PS5 and Xbox Series X are the biggest leap in the console generation. Because generations, not this. It's the biggest leap in this one generation. <laughs> Here's the full quote. And I have to say, this is actually surprising. I'm very, I'm surprised by this. It seems very uh, extreme, not in, in a good way. I always get so pumped when there's an ability to take a step forward with new hardware or new technology and anything that's going to empower us. I think customers will realize how profound of a difference it is to have the throughput capability that these new platforms bring. Throughput meaning like, the speed of the SSD. It's just absolutely unreal. The leap there with PS5 and Xbox Series X is the biggest leap I have ever seen in the history of console generations. I'm saying, including the leap from 2D to 3D, it's going to change the way we think about every bit of our experience. Pitchford also clarified launch titles wouldn't necessarily demonstrate the full leap the later titles will be able to take advantage of. So basically, in a few years, we'll really understand the scope of of how significant this this jump was. But that's a the two D to three D part. I think is the the big thing there. That's a huge claim. Yeah, it, that this is that this is more so than two D to three D affecting their game design processes is incredibly. Uh, exciting to think about. I also would mention that Randy Pitchford is one who is known for saying some things, whether it's on Twitter <laughs> or on um, a quarterly sales uh, results, that kind of like those kinds of calls. <laughs> but honestly, in thinking back, I don't feel like he's a person who is often hyperbolic. 
Like, I don't think mm-hmm. that he's ever, like, saying things that are, like, crazy outlandish hyperbole, whereas, like, this could be easily written off that way. So, like, I, I, I mm-hmm. kind of believe him now when he's saying, like, this is the biggest leap that we've ever seen in generations. Like, the, I believe him. He says weird things. And also, but, yeah. So many developers have come out and said something similar. They just haven't gone as far as to say it's bigger than the 2D, 2D to 3D jump. Yeah. But they've all kind of said, like, this is revolutionary. I think uh, who, there was some developer that came out and said, we'll look back at PS5 as one of the most revolutionary consoles ever made. Uh, like, So th- this sentiment isn't even super unique to Randy Pitchford. But it's always exciting to hear someone of that stature talking this grandly about the consoles. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty cool. Something I wanted to mention about, because I think this is interesting, and I'm curious how this is it's connected to Godfall. Godfall is going to be p- uh, cheaper on PC than on PlayStation 5. Now, we know that it's going to be $70 on PlayStation 5. That seems to kind of be the new high point for for games, like the AAA games. But it's only going to be $60 on the Epic Game Store. Now, that is I- the standard. Games are always cheaper mm-hmm. on PC than they are. And it's not just because PC always yeah. runs like dirt cheap sales, which they do. Mm-hmm. But no, the, if, as long as far back as I can remember, PC games have been cheaper than their console counterparts. Overwatch is a good example of this, which I think it was like 40 bucks. And then they released the like Overwatch Origins edition or something like that on console, and it was $60, and people were kind of up in arms about that. Um, I feel like that conversation now is going to be renewed because of the price increase on on yeah. next-gen consoles, that we're going to kind of see more kind of outrage about that. I don't even think it's unjustified. I kind of get it. I think some things to consider are that P- everything PC is digital. Everything. Mm-hmm. So there's no... They don't have to build in the cost of shipping things out and getting box art and the, the, and the boxes the themselves for the digs. And... Exactly. That they can do that so they 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 can't afford to uh, charge a lower price, whereas they don't really have... You can't take... A digital version of a game and say it's going to be $20 or less and then the physical version costs more. You would upset retail partners. It wouldn't work out very well. I think Sony tried with the Vita. Didn't they try with the Vita? Yeah. They were and, it did, the they did, game, and it didn't. No, that did not go over well with people. Yeah, it didn't go over well. So, um, the other thing to consider in this case too is Epic Game Store games have been cheaper on Epic Game Store even compared to other PC games because of the the 12% cut that Epic takes versus the 30% cut everyone else takes. Foreshadowing, we'll talk about that later on as well. So, yeah, I think this is interesting, but I think you're right. Like, this is, this is kind of the precedent, but I'm curious how this will... this conversation will evolve going forward. Because yeah. this is going to happen with more games. And what's um, going to happen when it goes on Steam? Is Steam going to be $70? I want, to, Epic Store. I want to um, take a step back from what I said where it's like, that's the norm. It's, the, it's every single game that way. You were you right, Overwatch is. And it was for a long time. It looks like in recent years, there's been more parity with console prices mm-hmm. than not. Oh, okay. Uh, like, for instance, Metro Exodus was 60 on Steam, 50 on the Epic Store. Because that was, that was yeah. basically the game that like started the whole controversy. But... Um, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that it was starting to catch up just because game prices were not getting more expensive, but labor costs, all yeah. that kind of stuff was getting more expensive. So, I'm, yeah, I'm curious whether 60 will become the new PC standard, 70 will become the console standard. We'll see. 
We'll see. Speaking of we'll see, we'll see Peter Parker's face in the PlayStation 5 remaster, and it won't be the same face you're used to seeing. Spider-Man remaster changes a lot including Peter Parker's face, says Austin Goslin at Polygon. There are quite a few upgrades in Marvel Spider-Man Remastered. There's the usual kind of graphical and frame rate improvements, but that's so obvious. I don't think we're even going to bother talking about that. There's going to be some new suits. And Peter Parker, like I said, a million times this podcast already, (laughs) that Peter Parker's face is going to change. There's been a lot of concern about this. The community director, James Stevenson, said that the changes were necessary to achieve the best graphical experience possible because the new face is a better match to the actor, Yuri Lowenthal. I feel like people have kind of gathered what my take on this is already because I've hinted at it very heavily throughout this episode. Chad, what do you think about Peter Parker's face change? Um, One... No matter what you think about it, like threatening people on the internet is not okay. Like Brian Intahar from Insomniac Games yeah. already came out and said, guys, listen, it is not okay to say these types of things to people. Like It's a game. Um, yeah. So temper your temper yourselves. Uh, two, it's not a big fucking deal. Like I understand people grow attached to a certain face and a certain aesthetic in, in their mind. Like that's what Peter Parker looks like. Uh, and I get that. But also like you don't have to play this game. You can keep that old version. You don't have to play the remaster. And many people probably won't play this game. <laughs> Honestly, from a graphics perspective, yes, the new face looks better. It is smoother. It, uh, it looks like the facial animations are much more smooth rather than what we saw with the old face. Um, I saw some complaints about, oh, but Spider-Man is supposed to be 25, and this guy looks way too young for that, and he's supposed to be like already been Spider-Man for a while. And I was like, I think you guys are forgetting what 25-year-olds look like. <laughs> because, honestly, <laughs> the face that they had previously looked like a 32-year-old male. And I think, here's what it is. Here's what it is. Everyone's used to what a 25-year-old looks like in the movies. And they always cast old in the movies. Like, mm-hmm. if you ever see anyone in high school in the movies, they're like 24, 25. If you ever see anyone who's in their early 20s, they're like 30 years old. So I think people just don't know what 25 looks like. When I see that kid... The new face in the new Spider-Man, I'm like, that's 100% a 25-year-old. I work with a lot of them. That's a 25-year-old. <laughs> um, so I, I don't get the age thing. Like, he doesn't look too young. He looks like a real-life 25-year-old. But no, yeah, just fucking get over it. Don't play the game if you don't want to play the game. But his <laughs> face is fine. It looks better. And if it's going to perform better, then great. If it matches, literally, it matches the performer's face better. <laughs> Therefore, it's going to be better in every way. Just get over yourselves, y'all. Yeah, it's, it's not it's that a, big a deal. It's really not a big deal at all. And I don't have a horse in the race. Like, I'm not going to play this game. I'm not going to play Miles Morales either. But to me, it just looks objectively better. Like, I always kind of thought Peter Parker looked a little weird. And I'm not talking graphics. I just literally mean, like, the the design of his face. I had never really liked the way that he looked. This looks way better to me. Yeah. I think he just looks better. He just does. But Boom. I guess what surprises Roasting. me is how big of a controversy this turned out to be. Does it, it surprise everywhere. you? Does it surprise you? This is the same game people were yeah. doing Puddlegate over. Oh my god, you what showed us Puddlegate. The, you don't remember Puddlegate? When no, this game I don't. so the game was shown off and Yeah. It was shown off at a certain time of day, and there were puddles. And then they showed off the game again, and people like analyzed the screenshots. 
they reduced the size of the puddles in that same site. Like, they were in the same location, but the puddles are smaller in this one. That means the game <laughs> doesn't run as well, and they just scale things back, and the graphics are worse now than they were when they showed it off before. And the people are like, oh guys, it's literally God. just fucking different lighting. Like, look at the two shots. Like, the yeah. game designer's like, it's just a different time of day. The puddles are going to look different. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's worse. And oh then the game comes God. out, and the puddles are fucking fine. But it was a... You don't remember that? No, I don't. That but was, like, the month or two like, leading up to launch. That's what optimization is. Is saying, hey, the CPU performance isn't that great. What's something unimportant that we can kind of pull back so that we can divert resources to things that are more important? Like, but the that combat, wasn't even the thing. The action. That was, like, know, like, it wasn't it even was, optimized. Yeah. It was literally just lit differently. So you couldn't see the yeah, puddle as well. Even if they did, like, that's what game developers have to do when they. Like, okay, the puddle's not the most important thing. Scale it back a little bit. It seems like a very reasonable decision to make. That's so stupid, man. Yeah. Spider-Man fans, they are passionate people, for better or worse. (laughs) (laughs) Can I... on an epic... Wait. Yeah. We had a story in here about how to pre-order something, didn't we? Oh, it's it's this next one. I always fucking forget, because Sackboy's not until the middle of this title. Sorry, continue. (laughs) Actually, before we get to that, because I don't think we talked about this last week. I don't think... I I think this is kind of bundled in with the remaster um, discussions. The screenshots for this remaster... Oh yeah. Holy shit. Like I'm again, I'm not playing this game, but it looks significantly better because of the ray tracing. Yeah, the ray tracing, the reflections and the night scenes with the streets and the car lights and the neon signs and then Spider-Man on the side of that glass building. You can see yeah. his entire reflection. Oh my god, it looks so good. I can't wait to swing around in this little New York. <laughs> There's like little details too, like the one where he's swinging between the cars, and you see his reflection in the car itself. Mm-hmm. But you can also like see the webs, um, the web line much more clearly. Like the detail is incredible. Which yeah. leads me to what happened with Halo Infinite? How is it <laughs> <laughs> that again ray this... tracing wasn't turned on for Halo Infinite yet? <laughs> that's a shame that's a shame it would have been great if halo infinite could in this great segue embark on an epic 3d platform <laughs> journey in sackboy big adventure coming to ps5 says ned waterhouse the design director at sumo digital he said this on the playstation blog there are two special editions and then there's a trailer that we're going to talk about special editions there's two of them the digital deluxe edition will be available on ps5 and ps4 it includes the full game digital art book four sackboy costumes four sackboy emotes and 20 sackboy avatars and then there's a special edition ps4 only with upgrade to ps5 available um physical version which has everything included with the digital edition plus a sackboy plushie art book and digital soundtrack and I'm, then, go ahead. Before before we talk about Sackboy, just yeah. all of that thing. Hey, you get the digital deluxe, you get this stuff. You get special edition pre-order, you get this stuff. I'm mm-hmm. confused and a little upset that some of these things are starting to get pre-order bonuses. Like PlayStation games are starting to get pre-order bonuses. But I can't pre-order the games digitally on the PlayStation Network. Like I even I even went to yeah. the PSN and I'm like, all right, let me try to I'm I'm ready to just like put down my money on a lot of these games, Destruction All Stars mm-hmm. and the Spider Man that kind of stuff, and all they have are the PS4 versions, and like for they don't explicitly say whether or not they this is a free upgrade to PS5 if you get it on this one in the description mm-hmm. of it. So I was like looking at Sackboy and I was like, if 
I buy this right now at forty nine ninety nine or whatever it is on the PlayStation Store, does that unlock? I think that's ten dollars cheaper than it was going to be on PS Five. So I'm I'm I feel like because I'm buying digitally, I'm missing out. Because I, I who yeah. knows if I'll even have the console on day one. I have two orders, but I don't know if either one's going to get there day one. I tried to uh, pre-order Demon Souls because I saw there was the pre-order bonuses for Demon Souls. Yeah. I'm like, great, cool. And I, I, I guess I understand why you can't pre-order a PS5 game on a PS4. Like, I get the logistics of that. But even on the site. I went to the website. Exactly. Even on the site, you can't do it. So it's very weird. And I like I ended up, you know, putting my pre-order down for like Cyberpunk because I don't want to play that. And if I pre-order on PS4, I'll still get the PS5 version. So I did, you know, that. But it feels weird that I can't pre-order Demon Souls right now. Like yeah. I'd like to just know when I get my PS5, I'm already set. I'm already all set. I don't have to do that buying stuff. I can just go to my library, hit download, and download Demon Souls and download Sackboy Adventure and what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck, Sony? And get those bonuses, baby. And get those bonuses. Especially because that new trailer looks really good. Mm-hmm. I liked it. So the highlights on some of the gameplay experiences, there's play only, no creating. That's now been confirmed. Whereas I feel like I was kind of confused as to if that was going to be incorporated or not. They said it's redesigned uh, an expanded movement for Sackboy in 3D, and then it's 60 frames per second. It was mandatory to be 60 frames per second. Is that only on PS5 or is it PS4 60 frames per second as well? I'm assuming I yes. I don't know. Because they said it's mandated. Like they said it's really important. It was 60 frames per second. So I'm assuming. I guess they got to shrink some PS4. puddles. <laughs> shrink some puddles. And it's going to have gorgeous worlds with lots of variety. And the whole game will be playable with friends. It looks like up to four players just from what I saw in the trailer. But they, there's nothing in the article that says explicitly only four players. I think so. Um, this is cool. I Again, I just watched that as I was on the call with you right before we started recording. I watched the trailer for it, and it looks really fun. It looks like all the things I love about Little Big Planet. I It is Sumo Digital, not Media Molecule making it. Uh, Sumo Digital, as you called called it, uh, did Little Big Planet 3. So it makes yeah. sense that they're not doing creating tools. Um, I think Media Molecule and Dreams kind of has that covered now. We don't need any more Sony first-party creation tools. And... Um, yeah, I'm just genuinely pumped to play this with four of our lifelong friends sitting in a room playing fucking sock puppet guys. And it also it also <laughs> makes sense that it would be four players because that's what Little Big Planet Three was, and they had distinct characters, uh, and it was Sumo mm-hmm. Digital as well. Yeah, it looks it just looks like a lot of fun. It looks beautiful. It looks really good. I'm very curious the distinction between the PS4 and PS5 versions of the game. And what that ends up looking like. Especially because in that trailer, they pretty clearly say, oh, we made these gorgeous worlds with PS5 in mind. But it's also coming to PS4, so clearly not. What does that mean? Probably I'm how really, they designed Hyrule yeah. Warriors with the new 3DS in mind and not the old one. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't fucking run on the old one. That would be really disappointing for people who have a PS4. Yeah. I guarantee I really you it's not, not that, the case. But... Yeah. So it looks really good. I'm I wasn't certain if I was gonna get it or not at launch, but here's here's a reason I would like to. I feel like Mario has owned the 3D platform market for just 
too long. And they're great games. So it's not like they're, you know, resting their laurels because they don't have to. Like, they're fantastic games. I would like to see more 3D platformers. And I should support that. If there's one coming out, yeah. it looks fun. Little Big Planet is fun as shit. Wait, have you not played a Little Big Planet before? Nope. Well, I played it on Vita, but not a whole lot. Oh, man. Yeah. LBP. It's the mm. goat. It's good. This brings us to our third party quest log. Oh, wait. There's something you said you wanted to mention during the Sony quest log. It was the pre Did you already stuff. mention it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's a report from Luke Plunkett at Kotaku. Cyberpunk 2077 developers will be crunching despite promises that they wouldn't. So back in May 2019, CD Projekt Red promised their team there would be no mandatory crunch. Unfortunately, CD Projekt Red is now making it mandatory to work one weekend day with extra pay leading up to the launch of Cyberpunk in six weeks. So basically six extra days of work with pay. Studio head Adam Badowski wrote in an email to staff, I take it upon myself to receive the full backlash for the decision. I know this is in direct opposition to what we've said about crunch. It's also in direct opposition to what I personally grew to believe a while back, that crunch should never uh, be the answer. But we've extended all other possible means of navigating the situation. Chad. Hold on, I think this is potentially twice as bad as it would have been last year. If we got the same news last year, I'd have been like, God, another studio. But now mm-hmm. these people are asking their employees, not asking, they are telling their employees to work an extra day a week in an environment where some of them are already having to balance work and their kids' school and their own mental sanity and also working mm-hmm. from home and a pandemic. And like... Literally just working at your home for that extended period of time is a stressor, and it means you're less productive, and it means that you are – like there's a lot of emotional toll that that takes on you. And then add in the fact that you have kids that you have to deal with during it, and that takes another emotional toll, and you are just spent, and you really, really need that – break at the end of the day to transition into mm-hmm. your personal life from your work life. You need that weekend time. You need that that relaxation. And now you're saying, cool, on top of work from home and that stress and that emotional anxiety and all of that and your kids and their school, you are now also getting rid of one of your days of relaxation. And it's uh, at, at this point, it is not worth it. There are so many things coming out this fall. We don't need Cyberpunk 2077 right now if it is mm-hmm. if it means the cost of the emotional well-being of this of all of your employees. I'm glad they're getting paid extra. They should get yeah. paid extra. They should be getting paid extra whether they're working 6 days or not just because this is tough and, and if I had my way everyone would be getting a boost in this economy right now. But <laughs> this is not okay. It's not okay in a work from home capacity. I don't know. CD Projekt Red is is a Polish company. I don't know what the restrictions are like or what everything's like coronavirus-wise in Poland, but I assume, like the rest of the world, they're still struggling. Um, That's not okay. Yeah. I feel like they should have just delayed it. Because absolutely, I I agree with the part of there's there's already too much to play. Like, I have Demon's Souls coming out the the week before. Yeah. Demon's Souls is a meaty game, and Cyberpunk is a meaty game. Well, I'm assuming it's a meaty game. Uh, it will be a meaty game. It's that's a pretty safe assumption. <laughs> um, it's it would have been better to just put it off until February. I think they wanted to maybe avoid having that another delay for Cyberpunk because they had kind of started off last year saying it's coming April and no delays. 
and that turned out not to be true. Um, I do, I do think that this is. I think you're right. This is worse news because of COVID, because of the impacts it's going to have on the team, all that. At the same time, I do feel like it's not exactly. I think we need to give them some slack on the broken promise aspect to this. They made that promise before anyone even knew COVID was a thing. So, like, as uh, obviously it's not cool that they did this, but had COVID not been a thing, I don't even think they would have to be doing this. Right. So I think that's something to consider. But I think you're right. Like, this would have been better just to delay it. It would have been better for the team. It would have been better for, for gamers, I think, as well, because it would have given them what's coming out at the beginning of next year. We don't know. We don't really know. And February has been a hot time to release games. Mm-hmm. And if they just needed six days. Right. That's a week. They February, lost a week of yeah. work. That's it. Yeah. Also, why didn't they just delay it till December? You know what I mean? Like, why even just go that far back? Like, if it's only six days, I don't know. Like, it just, that's the part that seems weird to me as well. It's not. The amount of time that you're putting on your team, how much money would you have lost if you pushed it back a week or two? I can't imagine they would have lost any amount of money. Last of Us Part 2 did that earlier this year, where they just kind of suddenly randomly delayed the game for like a month. So, and that didn't turn out to be a problem. So, I, I don't know. I feel like this is... I mean, they would miss Black Friday, yeah. but... I don't, I don't. We saw with Smash, like, if it's a big enough game, and I think... This is a big enough game that, like, that's not really going to matter. People are going to buy your game if it's available. Yeah. If it's digital, especially now that everything's digital, Black Friday doesn't really fucking matter because it's going to be full price if it launched the week before anyway. Yeah. And because Cyberpunk doesn't have... There's going to be some mild next-gen upgrades, but nothing so significant that they want to keep their game launch close to the launch of the new consoles. They're huge much bigger next-gen update is going to happen later on. So, like, I don't know. I'm just... They should have just delayed it. It would have been... For, even just for personal reasons. It would have been great for me. I feel like I could actually just sink time into Demon Souls yeah. without worrying about Cyberpunk coming out the next week. So... Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. I love that, like, we've gone through so many of these crunch and workplace culture and, and stories and all of them end and just like, oh my God, what do we do? Do we do? And this one just went, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do want to go on that topic of crunch and other companies. I was kind of thinking to myself, do I do the same thing with this game I did with Last of Us Part 2 and kind of do my two-week, like, yeah. I'm still going to buy your game, but I want to show you that I would have been okay with it a delay by delaying it for myself. And I, here's why I'm not going to do that. Naughty Dog was a different situation. First of all, COVID was not a factor. They didn't have that going for them. It was for their very that, last delay, but that was it. The, the very last delay, but like, well, um, that was that was more of like, we don't want the story to be leaked for people and like logistical reasons. We can't ensure that we'll all get the game at the same day. Like it was COVID related, but not for development reasons. Um, but also Naughty Dog has a, track record of just terrible crunch practices and their response was kind of like yeah we have this culture that's you know really about perfectionism and they just kind of like seem to shrug it off as like eh, this isn't really that important and cd project red clearly knows that crunch is a problem they have been vocal about this in the past year. I think they've probably been one of the big companies who have been against crunch and even here 
they acknowledge their hypocrisy themselves. And I feel like had Naughty Dog did any of that stuff, I probably wouldn't have been delaying my purchase of Last of Us Part 2. I did it because of their kind of apathy towards crunch. I don't feel apathy. I don't feel like Cyberpunk is apathetic about crunch. So I'm still going to get it on launch day, but it is still not great to see. In my mind, I kind of related it to if you were, let's say someone's like, I'm the perfect environmentalist and I never litter. And they're walking down the street mm-hmm. and they drop a piece of paper on accident. And then as they yeah. go to bend down to pick it up, you yell from afar, pick up your paper. They're like, bitch, I know I <laughs> dropped it. I know I said what I said, yeah. but I also know I dropped my paper and clearly I'm reaching down to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. We have the main quest to get to, but before we do that, we have an ad read. Chad, I wanted to fill up my water, so can you read the ad read, but you have something you want to say? I'd be so bad. Hey, we're going to go to a hold screen for just a moment, everyone. (laughs) Uh, We're not going to make a habit of this, I promise. All right, see you soon, smooches, like 30 seconds. Hey guys, welcome back. And what great way to welcome you back with an ad read. I'd like to tell you a bit about Affable Idiots. <laughs> Affable Idiots is the new brand under which our products and podcasts will live, like Respawning Fire, our new off-color Mr. Rogers type show called AAWI, and also with you, and so much more to come. Video versions of our podcasts are only the first of many amazing things we're bringing you this fall and we need your support first the easiest and freest thing you can do for us right now is to go and subscribe excuse me to three youtube channels this channel respawning fire our parent channel affable idiots and our sister podcast awy and also with you links to these are in the description below and we need 100 subscribers for each in order to have a custom YouTube URL with our name in it like youtube.com slash fire, which right now, it can't be that because we don't have that many subscribers yet. We just don't. You can also do us more good than you know by leaving us a sweet and sexy review over on every podcast service you listen to us. And even those you don't. I worded that badly. I, like, I didn't read what was in front of me, but whatever. <laughs> and even those you don't. Stars are great and we want um, all of them, but words of affirmation are the Affable Idiots love language. So feel free to drop us a message in there too. And by the way, we're serious, sweet, and sexy. Like, a, think of a chocolate-covered strawberry. I was also, it's like, like sweet and sour sauce isn't sweet or sour. It's sweet and sour. It's sweet and sour sauce. This has to be sweet and sexy. Has to be both. Out. It checks out. Finally, Respawn Aim Fire has a Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash Respawn Aim Fire. If you want to support us, $1 gets you playtime with us each week. Influence over what we play for Barf each month. This month, it's Horizon Zero Dawn. And super cool, sexy wallpapers for your electronic supercomputers. Those wallpapers, they can be sexy or they can be sweet. That's allowed to be. There's allowed a distinction there. But not those comments. Those comments have to be sexy and sweet. And what is definitely sexy and sweet this week is our main quest. Apple versus Epic continues. (gasps) Bum, bum, bum. Apple versus Epic judge calls for trial by jury, says James Batchelor at gamesindustry.biz. No ruling was made. Judge Gonzalez Rogers believes the case should be tried by a jury, which could happen July next year or later. Quote from the judge, I think personally this case should be tried by a jury. I don't think individual judges have the 
um, have the be-all and end-all here. I think this is going to be a fascinating trial. Walled gardens have existed for decades. Nintendo has had a walled garden. Sony has had a walled garden. Microsoft has had a walled garden. In this particular industry, what Apple is doing is not much different. Generally, the arguments made between uh, from Epic and Apple were no different than those previously reported on and like we've discussed in the show. But there are a few interesting tidbits I kind of wanted to touch on. Uh, do you want to do these one? Let's do these one by one. Sure. So the first one... Judge Gonzalez asked Epic when Apple became a monopoly. Their answer, after Epic tried to negotiate with Apple about putting Epic Games um, Store on the App Store, that's, that's when Apple became a monopoly. The judge had kind of framed it as, was it in 2007, 2008, when the kind of App Store was beginning? Actually, well, 2008, not 2007. Um was it then with a 30% cut? Like, when was it? And that was their answer was, oh, after we talked to them. Then, yeah. then they became a monopoly. For those after who, we couldn't get our way, then then they became a monopoly. Yeah. For those who haven't followed this entire thing, uh, that moment when Epic tried to negotiate with Apple was about a couple weeks before the whole lawsuit started. Epic, yeah. Epic sent a letter to Apple saying, hey, we would like to have our own store on your store. This is how it will work. Please let us know if you're into it. If you're not into it, we're going to sue you. And then... Apple didn't respond, and they're like, hey, we're sorry to hear... Epic then said, hey, we're sorry to hear that you don't like our idea. We're going to sue you now. Now you're a monopoly. So that's when they're saying the monopoly started, is when Apple wasn't interested in in hosting Epic's store on their platform. Yeah, I th- that is such a cop-out answer, as far as I'm concerned. It yeah. just proves they don't have a case. And they're just... They're just, literally just making shit up. Like, I guarantee yeah. you the judge asked this question, and then... Uh, Epic and their lawyers are just like, um, hey guys, what, what should we say? This one, no. Oh, that's a really bad date. Well, this one, no, they know I wasn't there. I was at the dentist that day. Oh, fuck. When, um, <laughs> how about the day that we wrote them that letter? Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, it's kind of flimsy, but they're not really going to look into it, right? We're just in court. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I imagine the conversation sounded like. Yeah. I just, I'm really, I'm continually amazed at how bad Epic's case is. They could have actually made a good argument on this. Especially like, for how prepared they were for this to happen. Yeah. Like, the moment they were removed from the App Store, they're like, cool, we're suing you, here's the documentation, we'll see you in court. Like, they, this was their plan of action, and they had nothing to show for it. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, those always, like... Those movies of or TV shows about like you know powerful people and they're always thinking like steps ahead and they're like that kind of thing. I feel like they thought one step ahead. <laughs> they didn't think about anything else after that, and it's just becoming a shit show as a result. I, I'm very amazed at that answer. It's it's bullshit. The next point, um, Epic stated. Um, so the question was about the 30% cut, and Epic said that services like Lyft, Uber, and Amazon Prime Video are allowed to bypass Apple's 30% cut. So just some really important context there. First of all, the Prime Video one, I think, is actually a good example of unfair practices. Um, that doesn't It's not consistent. However, Lyft, Uber, they avoid that tax cut for the same reasons that like Grubhub or Amazon Shopping do. And it's because those are physical goods, not digital goods. You are not consuming your Uber ride on your phone. You are not consuming the physical game you bought on uh, on uh, Amazon Shopping on your phone. You can even get the digital codes for Switch games or PS4 games from the Amazon app on your iPhone. Why? Because you don't actually play that on your phone. It's not something you're consuming on your phone. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Yep. I have no problem with that. Whereas when you buy V-Bucks 
for Epic, you are experiencing that on your phone. Right. It is the difference between are you spending money on something in the real world or are you spending money for an experience on the platform that we gave you? Yeah, exactly. If, if we yeah. enabled the experience you're about to have to happen exclusively, we mm-hmm. should have a cut of that. If we are just a tool that you're using to buy a trampoline that you can go bust your head open on in the backyard, then cool. Keep that. And the and that kind of goes into the next one as well. I'm actually copying a link that you sent and the note here. That kind of feeds right into the next question, which was the definition of an in-app purchase. So Apple and Epic are disagreeing on an in-app purchase being a separate product to a regular app purchase. So like let's let's just hypothetically Fortnite costs ten dollars. It doesn't, it's free, but just hypothetically right. Fortnite costs ten dollars. That's the app purchase. The V Bucks inside the app is an in-app purchase. That's in in basically what Apple is saying is that we charge a 30% cut because there's really not a distinction between the two. Where do you fall on that? Well, let me read actually read this some statements real quickly and we'll jump back into that. Um the Judge Gonzalez Rogers sided with Apple's definition that they aren't distinct separate products, that they are more linked. And then Epic claims that they proved they are separate products by offering direct purchase option in Fortnite, whereas they wouldn't have been able to do that on the App Store. And hypothetically, in my situation where Fortnite's $10, they couldn't have been like, hey, here's the $10 link and here's the $8 link. So they're basically saying because we were able to do that and because customers ended up going for the direct payment option, that proves there's a distinction. I think there is a distinction. I can see kind of both sides on this one. I can see, yes, there's a distinction between me buying an app and then me buying things for that app. So whether I'm uh, – it's, it's like microtransactions in a video game you'd buy anywhere else today. Um, mm-hmm. That's something different in my mind. Those are obviously different things. However, I can also see that from Apple's point of view, it could be like, well, you're buying an app, and then the in-app purchases are basically just – unlocking extra functionality within that app so it's all kind of the same thing you're just basically upgrading the app you've already purchased so i can Mm -hmm. i can kind of see both sides for that one um yeah i don't really know how how i fall on that one if if the whole court case came down to the definition of in-app purchases i don't know whose side i would be on but obviously that's not what the whole case is about no no where do you Um, fall on that here so I, I'm kind of with you. Like I can see the the ambiguity there. Yeah, I do. I, I try to think of like, well, what's a tangible example in a physical retail store of this? Like a comparison, and like think about K cups, like the coffee K cups. It's like saying purchasing the K cup coffee maker is different than buying the Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks or you know like different K cup options for it and that you know yeah the retailer can take a percentage of the the coffee maker but they can't take a percentage of the k-cups in their store or the k-cups is the in-app purchase or relating it even to video games Mm -hmm. it would be like hey i'm okay with gamestop taking a, a cut of skylanders but i'm not okay with them taking a cut of the skylanders figurines like no, yeah. those are extra. They unlock characters in the game. They just happen to be a physical representation of it. Yeah. So there's kind of a physical precedent for it being treated exactly the same. Yeah. But I can, I still kind of see where you know Epic is coming from, where it's the user thinks of it differently. Right. 
the other part of it too that they consider is that with so many games and just apps in general going free to start or free to play, those in-app purchases are kind of becoming how apps are monetized. So it's kind of, to keep things fair, Apple should charge the same rate for both of them because then it would incentivize more free-to-play apps or more paid apps. So I think it's kind of important to keep those percentages identical so I don't know that that's I mean like you said though the case isn't going to fall onto in-app purchases versus app purchases it's right. kind of bigger than that but it is a, kind of a new nuance that hasn't been discussed yet on this overall oh wait one more thing before we get to the overall there and Chad pointed this out to me before we recorded they actually are not going to do a trial by jury both Epic and Apple don't want to do the trial by jury so it's just going to go by a judge. No time frame um, yet on that of like when all that's going to happen. Yeah, it's just the potential of starting maybe in July next yeah. year, but that's not confirmed. It's just like a that's the the earliest we can make it happen, but it could happen later than that. Yeah, and that um, what that also means is that like unless Epic folds, no Fortnite on iOS until at least July. Yeah. And you can thank Epic for that. You can thank Epic. Games <laughs> at least that's how we feel. Many other people feel differently than us on on that. Um did this change your mind in any way in all these no. updates? Yeah. No. Same here. I think it is if the right th- we kind of discussed this a little bit before we recorded. I think it is the right call for a judge to handle it rather than a jury. Just because mm-hmm. uh I think when it comes to big business and things like that, like big giant corporations arguing about money and epic it is easier for Epic to falsely paint a picture of themselves being the underdog and being all for the customer and that this isn't right and like it's easier for them to paint a sympathetic picture for the jury than it yeah, would be. Yeah, where the judge has heard it all. Exactly, where there's the judge is going to be much more well informed. Mm-hmm. And obviously, yeah. the justice system, the whole point of it is to hold this trial that goes on forever so that we can inform them on everything they need to know about on both sides, but that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. And I think that especially that's important where in this particular story, I do feel like a lot of people have been swayed by emotional arguments as opposed to legal or logical yep. arguments. This whole like fighting All big they business, know that is kind of stuff. My kid can't play Fortnite on his phone anymore, and that's what he that's how he yeah. used to connect with his friends. That's all he had to hold on to in quarantine. Like that's what people are thinking of. And if Apple took it off the store, then fuck Apple. Like that's what people yeah. are, are responding to. Rather than like, no, Epic fucked you. Mm-hmm. And the other part of it, too, is I don't think you could find a non-biased jury for something like this. Every, like how, think about how many people have experienced... You'd have to find someone who doesn't own a smartphone, therefore doesn't kind of have a horse in the race for like how they view Apple. It's kind, I think it's very hard to find a jury that wouldn't have an opinion on Apple going in. Because yeah. they really do try to find people who don't have opinions of any kind before they go in to be a jury. It's a very important part of the process. I can't think of anyone who would be able to speak to this issue or understand this issue and also not have a horse in this race. I, I just can, can't imagine that. All I can think of is a bunch of Liz Lemons showing up saying, well, technically I can't be on the jury because I'm a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is, um, I don't think I should be on jury. Oh, it's not fair if I'm on jury because I can read minds. <laughs> uh, 30 Rock is so good. That's a great show. Yep. 
And speaking of great show, that's the end of our main quest. We're going to go on to Game on Game Show. Game on Game Show. The game on our game show. We play a game called Game on. The game show on our game show called Game, 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 Game. Uh, hey, everyone. This week, we... There was... I've, I've just had a fog around my brain this week. I've been a cloudy California smoky haze in my brain this week. Um, so we're going to just recycle some content because recycling is good for the environment. And we need it. So we're going to recycle some content with the multilingual game name game. We have four entries from last week that we played with uh, Steven and Holden that we didn't get to. So I'm just going to run us through those last four. There's not going to be any kind of competition. Terribly. I just want to really embarrass Holden. Yeah, this is going to be embarrassing. This is mostly going to turn into, Chad, just tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I will give you clues until you get there, but you will fucking get there. Um, I can get there. So oh. here's, I'm that's, really, really bad with word association to begin with. So like, this is just not a game for me. That's also the best way to handle erectile dysfunction. If you are ever with a partner and they have erectile dysfunction, just yeah, you will fucking get there. <laughs> Up in a second. <laughs> uh, or if you are someone who is that's trying to hilarious. please your partner and they just can't climax. Then you just you pause for a second, you stop yeah, just, thrusting, and you look at them deep in the eyes. You will fucking get there. That's it. I mean, for some people, that might work. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> there have been some times when I'm just I'm just exhausted. I'm just like, I really I'm just done for the night. You will fucking get there. Mm. Just get there. <laughs> uh, that's not saying that I'm not good at sex, ladies. So. <laughs> uh, I just get tie tie. Next, let's talk about this game. <laughs> that was the sexiest possible you could have said. That. I can't finish right now. I'm just like tie tie. <laughs> uh, here's here's how it goes. If you did not tune in last week, we have a game, the multilingual game name game, where I took the name of a game and I ran it through Google Translate a bunch with a bunch of random languages, and then it spit out something on the other side that's kind of funny. <laughs> So I will feed the name of the the translated game to Holden, and he will try to figure out what the actual game's name is. Again, again, I did not do well in this last one. You did not do well. I think think Steven beat you like five to two, I think. Yeah, Um, something like that. But I wouldn't have been surprised if I got zero. I wouldn't have been I mean, surprised. you came close a couple of times. Like, for Elder Scrolls Oblivion, I gave you Aging Manuscript Forgetfulness Coma. And you said Elder Scrolls Skyrim or something. You said Elder Scrolls you, Online. That's what it was. You said Elder Scrolls Online. So, like, you were close. I think I, I think that's actually one of the ones that I got. What, I know one I failed on was Metal Gear Solid. I said, is that Metal Gear Solid? And you're like, no. And it turned out Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. That yeah, was the was one I, I totally yeah. missed. I was like, I was so close, but didn't make it. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Let's but start. But don't take Oblivion away from me, because I that's the one I did get. And I'm going to take maybe that it was Maybe it was Steven <laughs> who said, one of you said Elder Scrolls Online, and I said, no, sorry, next person, steal. And you guys are uh, Oblivion. Like, yeah. Maybe. I mean, basically what happened is Steve... Kind of actually, you know what? I have it right in front of me. H H H, The Elder Scrolls. You got that one. You won it. Okay. Yes. Yes. But I couldn't have gotten it without help from Steven. No way. Right. (laughs) Just to be, yeah. Just to be. Okay. There. This week's we're gonna start with the easiest one. The devil shouts. The devil shouts. That is the translated name. The devil shouts. I'm trying to think of games that. Even refer to devil or Satan or anything like that. I'm thinking of Devil's Dogma, but I don't. What does that have to do with shouting? I think that was also Demon's Dogma, isn't it? 
No. Is it Dan- Demon's Dogma? Demon's Do- what the fuck is that game now? I don't know. I mean, is it Demon's Souls? But where, it's, where did the shouting come from with Souls? I don't know. What is that game? I... I, th- I think Dragon's it's, Dogma. It Dragon's, Dragon's Dogma. Dogma. That's right, that's Dragon's Dogma. Sorry, that's not this so game. So it's definitely not that game. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. So either way, it's not this game. And it's not Demon's Souls. Try to think and for I like, think of... Try to think for synonyms of some of these words. Thank you, Dallas, for saying Dragon's Dogma in the chat. Yeah, I'm just... You're t- just tell me what it was. <laughs> this game is going to be okay. helpful because I'm okay. terrible at it. Del- one of the one of the words. <laughs> yes, it's Devil May Cry. Thank Dallas you, Dallas. Dallas told it to me in the chat. Dallas got that one in the <laughs> hey, chat. Hey, Dallas, I appreciate your help. If you want to just keep throwing me answers, <laughs> like, absolutely. This is a test we can cheat on and not get a zero. Perfect. <laughs> you do have, like, a 10-second head start over Dallas, so if he beats you, it's extra embarrassing. Oh, I'll be embarrassed. I don't care as long as we get Great. past Perfect. <laughs> uh, next one is Last Thoughts. Last thoughts. Last thoughts. Okay. Um, games with memory. I feel like memory is in there. Hmm. Last thoughts. Final. It could be final. It could be in there. That's that's a. <laughs> it couldn't be Final Fantasy. That'd be hilarious. It is Final Fantasy. But... Very good. Yes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. How did that translator go from fantasy to thoughts? I don't know. I guess if you think it's imagination, like... thoughts, I guess that could be the connection. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. All right. Two more to go. And they're the harder ones, too. Oh, boy. They're not go. necessarily the harder ones. We're going to end on my favorite one, though. The, my okay. favorite one is probably the one you're going to get. But next, number three, not heaven not heaven not heaven this one's tough yeah not heaven yeah not heaven dallas do you have any answers for me? <laughs> <laughs> can you give me a hint on this one yes um i'm trying to think of a hint that would not just straight up give it away recently made Genre available in vr Recently made available in VR. That's not helpful to me at all. <laughs> because I think VR is like going Moss, Super Hot, Beat Saber. And none of those have anything to do with that. No. Not Heaven. Not Heaven. Hmm. Dragon's Dogma. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, troubled Launch. It had a troubled launch. A troubled launch, not heaven. No man's sky. No man's sky is correct. Yes, no man's sky. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I can kind of see how they got no heaven. Okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, Dallas not coming heaven. in with Doom Eternal. Sorry, that is incorrect. Final one. Get up from the grave, robber. <laughs> what? <laughs> Get, this is the one you thought I would be able to get? Yes. Get up from the grave robber. Get up from the grave robber? <laughs> what on earth? Thanks, Dallas. <laughs> Dallas, going in. Oh, me shit. Good job. good job, Holden, in the chat. <laughs> um, what, what, The whole thing again? A grave robber is stuck in my head. What's the whole thing get again? Get up from the grave robber. Get up from the grave robber. 
Fast and Furious 3 Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, 100% take, nailed it. Take the from the out of it. Yeah. And just try to think of the other words. And one more time, all the words again. Get up from the grave robber. Get up, grave robber. The thing is, I can't think of any sim- synonym for grave robber. That's the that, that's the part that's really eluding me. How recent is this game? Uh, it is a this generation game. This generation, okay. Mm-hmm. Is it a console exclusive? We're going to turn this into 20 questions. Is this a console exclusive? It is not console exclusive. It is multi-platform. Okay. Get up from the grave robber. It's not Dragon's Dogma. (laughs) It is not Dragon's Dogma. Get up from the grave robber. Dallas, do you have any hints here at all? Dallas? I like to call a friend. There is a movie of this game. Oh, okay. We've already had a Resident Evil. Yes, we already had Resident Evil Village. That was Living Bad Village. Assassin's Creed? Nope, it is not Assassin's Creed. Okay, because that's a movie. Prince of Persia is another movie. Warcraft is a movie. I don't think it's like Pokemon, because I don't see how that could work. I'm really at at a complete loss here. This is one of the, the... God damn it, Dallas got it, and it's really obvious. Now, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. That is part of the title. Oh, shit, now I have to get the... <laughs> All right, what are the Tomb Raider game get names? Get Up from the Grave Robber. Obviously, you Rise know which of the part Tomb of that is Tomb Raider. Yes, Rise of the Tomb Raider, yes. Okay. Congratulations. Thank you, Dallas, for your help. When <laughs> <laughs> you were naming all the movies, I was like, come on, man. Tomb Raider. I know Tomb Raider. Here's the thing, too. Is I just read an article today about how Alicia Vikander is excited to start working on the next Tomb Raider next year. Oh, great. So, like, I, I, even, I even read about that game today, <laughs> and I still didn't get it. <laughs> oh, what a fun little game that you're just bad at. <laughs> That's it for Game <laughs> On Game Show. And that is it for our episode this week, episode 181. You have homework, everyone. Your homework. Go to patreon.com slash fire. Float us a buck. Get some wallpapers. Also, go play Horizon Zero Dawn. You don't have to be a patron to yeah. play it. Play it whenever you want. Tell us about it. If you want to be on the show, fucking do it. We don't care. Just fucking Skype bomb us. That's a, like Zoom bombing. That's a thing. You can Skype bomb us. Um, also, Ultra Belta, Alter Age of Ultron, Ultron, Oliver Twist. Um, go watch Stadia, The Grind, episode one. It's on YouTube. It's on our YouTube. YouTube.com slash search for it. Uh, yes that's... update on that as well here's my kind of plan we're doing a lot of housing projects school that kind of shit's gotten in the way midterms are not next week but the week after after that i think i'll have a better handle on things and i'm going to start working on that again so it's going to be a little bit i'm also kind of glad that i didn't do episodes two and three because the luna announcement which is a total game changer for how i'm thinking about the third episode is would have passed yeah. would have would it was announced after the third episode would have aired so that timing actually worked out really well the second episode is um just about how google compares to the other ones and luna kind of fits into that there as well because i think their approach to cloud gaming is significantly different enough that it's worth putting up against stadia so that's all coming but it will kind of be updated now because of that new information in there as well so look forward to that and i have some ideas about 
where I might want to go with the next season or the next collection of kind of grind stuff. Ooh. Um, yeah. Keep your Which ear to the grindstone. Really... Ooh. Oh. It may or may not have anything to do with my hot take on Nintendo 64 being a bad console. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, fucking get the Grind Stadia out first, and then we can start talking about whether or not we're going to let you deface the Nintendo 64. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening. People were mad. Until next week, here's our usual sign-off. Holden's wrong.